0: It's about the conversation, A R R O E A-R-R-O-E.net. We are Unplugged and Totally Uncut with Danielle Clayton and Sonia Chirapatra.
1: Good morning. I'm great. How are you?
0: Absolutely fantastic. I'm so excited to talk to you guys because I, I was with some students yesterday, and when, I, when they heard I was going to be talking about the rumor game, they're going, what? What are you talking about? So people already know about the rumor game.
1: I love it. So happy to hear it.
0: The collaboration. You guys are doing something here that, that, you know, I mean, authors are authors. They like to, you know, walk their own path. But you guys are sharing some words here.
2: Yeah, we're trying. I mean, this has been an intense ride with this story. There's a lot of, um, well, it's a fast page, you know, read, but also a lot of meat to it.
0: You know, you bring up a really interesting point there, a fast paced read. Is, is, is that the way it still is these days? Because when I was a kid in school, I mean, that, that's exactly what I wanted. I wanted something that I was, so I could say, okay, that's one book. I, I read 125 books this year.
1: And that's why I became a writer, because I was a teacher, and I was watching my students sort of drown in the boring, right? And being assigned reading that, like, didn't connect to their experience, nor did it have some of the conventions of genre, like a thriller pace or a mystery pace. And I really wanted to infuse really high-interest reads with these kinds of conventions, because I believe that if we're going to try to build, help build, help people build a relationship to literature, we need to meet them where they are. And a lot of teens are looking for things that mirror their life, looking for representation, looking to enjoy the things that they're reading and then talk about the topics that are presented. I don't think they have to be one or the other. Um, I think you can wrap the medicine in the mischief as well, and I think that's what we were trying to do here. Where t- it's just a thriller. It's you, Just a mystery. You talk. Whatever. You
0: talk about mirroring. I mean, yep. right there with Bryn. I mean, come on. The one rumor changes everything, and and there's a lot of people that are going to be able to relate with that.
2: Yeah, hundred percent. I mean, like the kids that are living these lives today are going to recognize themselves in all of those characters because literally, a few words on a computer screen can change your whole life. And that's what happens to all three of them in this book. And they live in a complete fishbowl existence. And yeah, that's a high stakes DC political high school, but that is what kids across the country are experiencing right now. It's literally this insular fishbowl existence where the world online invades their world in real life.
0: I, I got to tell you what I've seen since the since the lockdown and, and kids have gotten back into school and stuff like that, uh, especially university level as well as, as as high school. I'm seeing a lot of young adults picking up the pencil and writing. It's not all about that computer anymore. I don't know what happened during the lockdown, but I love the idea that they're writing in notebooks.
1: That excites me. I mean as a former teacher all I want is for kids to connect with story kids to connect with the story inside of themselves and using the pen and paper I mean call me old-fashioned but I think that being stuck on a screen all day having to take your classes that way they're looking for more tactile experiences being with their friends being with their teachers being in their community because we've been cut off from that for so long so i can't wait to see what this next generation creates and what stories they tell using pen and paper or pencil and paper
0: well as ya writers that's exactly what you're doing you're planting seeds because every one of you writers including myself we were inspired by those that we read
2: yeah, I mean, I have an eight-year-old and a twelve-year-old, and they're both—they've been consuming stories since pretty much the day they were born. My son Shire—he's eight, and he always likes to tell people that he has written more books than Mama, and I think it's ugly true. I mean, it's not. Funny.
0: So where where was it started when we when we brought in Cora? Because I mean, we, we all grew up in in schools and stuff like that with the cheer captain and stuff like that, and and a lot of people wanted to be on that cheer team. But you you bring Cora forward.
1: Yes. So Cora might be my favorite character only because we don't get to see this kind of character. These are the girls that I grew up with. I'm from the DC area. I went to schools like these. She's a girl from a very important family with a lot of pressure, but she's also the cheer captain. She also is really good at organizing people and very charismatic and has her own skills. And I wanted to showcase um, that she's very complicated and what we might think about a cheerleader um, on the outside could be very different when she has certain intersections um, and she's got a whole inner life that influences. The thing, like the things that you don't see, and mm-hmm. in in her behavior, and she's not always perfect. Um, and I wanted to show people and teenagers as they are versus how adults wish they would be.
0: See, I can relate with that because as a teen, I was the, I was the hider. I, I would, I, I, my my world was fine as long as I was in my bedroom. I could do whatever I wanted in creativity, <laughs> and I, I just didn't want to share it.
2: <laughs> yeah, I feel like that's sort of Georgie in a lot of ways. Yeah. She's starting to come into herself and navigate, like, firsthand this world that she's always sort of looked at from afar. And it clearly becomes a rough ride for her. (laughs) So, yeah, I mean, like, I think there's a lot of kids that are sort of looking from the outside in. And then when they they get that taste of it, it, it's not what
0: they expect. I wish I could have been a fly on the wall when you guys started talking about everyday issues because the, the young adults are not you know necessarily talking to their elders and stuff like that. But I, I, what? how did you decide? Were you looking at each other in the eyes on Zoom or in person when you started talking about social media, bullying, mental illness, and more things? Because that's a decision you guys have to make as a writer because once it's set free, it's out there.
1: Right. I think just linking on what we were seeing happening in on the internet and with teens we were going to schools um and doing school visits way before the pandemic and watching how kids were interacting and we thought hey there's a conversation to be had here watching young kids on TikTok and all of these other platforms get swarmed when they make mistakes and how they were unable to deal with that sort of mess up on, in the social media sphere. So we really sat down and thought through, like, what would it have been like for us to go mm-hmm. to be in high school right now? And I don't know if I would have survived high school if I was in it right now because you cannot escape what's hap- the drama. It's online. It follows you home from school. It spirals out. There's so much misinformation. And I think we really we remembered being in school before there was all of this. And we wanted to deep dive it now because teens have a big 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 uh, obstacle in front of them
0: I I, I want my adult listeners to understand that this book is coming out at the perfect time and the reason why is because I I was that kid in school when the Iranian crisis took place with the hostages the current situations in the world right now this book gives them that free ticket to ride to go out there and, and to kind of explore a different world without having to relate with this world
2: yeah 100% I mean like it's really like So much of what we're consuming today is just other people's lives. And it's not at the same level that it was before. It's not just celebrity anymore. Everybody is a brand now. Everybody has their their angle that they're putting out there. And then it can shift so quickly because of what other people say about you. I mean, as I mentioned, I have a 12-year-old. She's not on social media yet. And I'm Mm. going to keep her off of it as long as I possibly can. Mm. Because... I feel like it has so much influence on who these kids become, whether they want
0: it to. Tiny Pretty Things on Netflix. This is the natural progression of today's writers. We always talk about this is an actor's world. I think it's a writer's world. You guys are getting the opportunity to showcase your thoughts
1: absolutely and it's really exciting i feel like we're coming into a landscape finally where more stories are accepted Mm -hmm. um and where more writers are invited to the table to tell stories that grow out of their experience and i just think that hopefully it keeps spreading and we're inviting more people in because that's what makes books great that's what will help Hollywood would be even greater. We're making different <laughs> materials to be consumed. So it's a really exciting time Absolute. to be writing for this age group.
0: Absolutely. you got to come back to this show anytime in the future, you two. The door is always going to be open for you.
1: Thanks so much for having us. Thank you. Well, you'll
0: you. be brilliant today sharing your story about your story.
1: <laughs> Thank you so much.